Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, it's day two of Donald Trump's second impeachment trial. And we're going to look at everything that's going to be happening there. Number two, Trump may be off Twitter, but unsurprisingly, he didn't love how yesterday turned out. And number three, the long process of COVID relief has gotten underway. And we've got a teaser. We're out with our latest edition of The Opener. Jake, why don't you kick it off this morning? Donald Trump's second impeachment trial. The stakes couldn't be higher. It's a lot of pomp and circumstance. But what are we watching today? Well, today, Anna, we expect the Democratic impeachment managers to begin to lay out their case in detail. Uh, they, we expect them to try to, t- to touch on several issues. Number one, whether the president was exercising his First Amendment rights when he was speaking in January 6th in front of the White House, the, the rally that caused, allegedly, the, the riot at the Capitol. We expect the House Democratic managers to talk about the intricate legal arguments uh, behind their case to convict Donald Trump and bar him from future office. Now. This is going to be very, very long. It's going to be a very long day. It's going to be steeped in constitutional law, uh, very heavy. It could go up to eight hours today. But listen, if you think about it, this is the guts of their case today. This is the the day that the House Democratic managers will lay out their case in detail. Yesterday was just the opening arguments, right? Yesterday was the table setter for the big day. Today is the big day and, and maybe good for President Trump. You won't hear from his lawyers today. He was not happy with his lawyers today. They did a very they had a very strange day yesterday, Bruce Castor, the uh, uh, former Pennsylvania lawyer or current Pennsylvania lawyer, but former office holder in Pennsylvania was a bit of a mess absolutely all over the place. No one had any idea what he was doing. It actually, frankly, led Bill Cassidy, the senator from Louisiana, to change his vote and vote to proceed with the trial. Yeah, I think one of the these these ways to look at moments like this, obviously it's high stakes, obviously it's very serious, but there's a lot of political theater. Clearly, Republicans were disappointed in Donald Trump's um, kind of cast of characters and how they decided to lay out their case. I do think... One of the people to watch that probably a lot of people listening to this podcast haven't paid a ton of t- attention to is the Democrat from Maryland, Jamie Raskin, clearly having a star turn. He had an emotional day yesterday, making it personal. His son recently committed suicide. His daughter was at the Capitol during uh, the siege, said she would never want to return again. Um, you know, Democratic insiders have known that Raskin was a bit perturbed when he wasn't selected as a manager for the last impeachment trial, but he has certainly shown how he can be a very effective communicator uh, in this time. All right, let's move up into the second story of the day. Of course, Donald Trump was not happy, unsurprisingly, with his uh, team yesterday. We didn't hear about it on Twitter because, of course, he's still banned there. But what are you hearing, Jake? Yeah, the president was obviously, and Maggie Hamerman wrote this in her story in the New York Times today, was obviously a eight out of ten on the on the anger scale. I got some texts from people close to Trump, uh, some who were in the Capitol, some who were elsewhere, just noting that it, it was a complete disaster. Now, listen, I, I, 
it would be, be the president would be best served to not watch this trial, to be honest with you, because it's not going to be pretty for him. Um, the the Democratic impeachment managers, even if he doesn't, even if he's okay with his lawyers, the Demo- the Democratic impeachment managers are going to be using uh, a lot of visual evidence of the riot. I mean, I watched the videos yesterday. It was quite it was quite jarring as somebody who was in the Capitol on January sixth to see that. So I, you know, the president is angry. I'm not sure what's going to make him unangry. To be honest with you, uh, he'd probably be better off just going out and playing some golf. All right, advice from Jake Sherman: One under impeachment, just go play <laughs> golf. Number three story of the day, COVID relief actually begins its long path in earnest. You know, this is a little wonky and in the weeds, but it's important because there's been a lot of talk about $1.9 trillion. You know, Joe Biden wants to have this massive package, but this is the actual work that Congress gets done. It's going to start in this panel called the House Ways and Means Committee, one of the most powerful committees, the tax writing committee in the House. You have Chairman Richie Neal going up against Kevin Brady, the Republican from Texas. You know, it's going to be Democratic, Democrats all the way. They're not looking to necessarily try to bring Republicans along. But this is important because this is actually when we start to see things like, does this expanded child tax credit program actually get into the bill what happens with the direct payment checks right yeah this is this is where the rubber meets the road so to speak this is these next couple days is when the package starts getting put together uh in real time in front of uh, uh lawmakers in front of the cameras i mean listen it's actually kind of interesting because if it if it were an impeachment we would be seeing this probably at least maybe not wall to wall on tv but we, we would be seeing it on tv at least in some way shape or form um, and we're not seeing it because of the impeachment trial. It'll, it won't get any attention, but this is much more important. This is the the president's le- top legislative priority being litigated in, in committees and uh, it, critical for Joe Biden, critical for the House Democratic majority. The Republicans can only really um, could only really, you know, uh, uh, whine because they have they have no role here. They don't control any power in D.C. They're not a part of the process. So, you know, I, I think that they will try to slow this down, but ultimately they can't do anything. Yeah, it's one of those times where you really see how the majority <laughs> makes you either have power Absolutely. or have no yep. power at all. And we've got a bonus this morning. We are out with our second installment of The Opener, which is what we're looking at, basically, some of the most important figures in Joe Biden's White House during the first 100 days. It feels like our timing on this one was a pretty uh, fortuitous, to say the least. We're, we're featuring Neera Tandon. Yeah, Neera Tandon is the president's nominee to be the uh, director of the Office and Management of Management and Budget. This is a a massive, massive role in any White House, but it'll be massive in in Joe Biden's White House because of the level of federal spending that we're expecting. Uh, Neera Tandon is a longtime Clinton hand, a longtime Democratic operative, and she is up for nomination. She's in the committees today, so she's in front of Bernie Sanders' committee today. She has a very rocky relationship with Bernie Sanders, and uh, I think you should go to punchbowl.news to read a lot more about this because this is going to be this is a very interesting person a very important person if you want to understand washington thanks so much for listening hit that subscribe button leave us a rating and review you could also subscribe to punchbowl news at punchbowl.news have a great day and stay safe